Hey everybody, welcome to the Gregory Dickow Podcast. Today is an exciting day because we just launched our Fast From Wrong Thinking. Today is day one, and if you got the email, you know today we're fasting from the thought that says, I can't change. And so in just a minute, you're gonna hear a throwback message from Gregory Dickow all about change, all about breakthrough, and how breakthrough happens in our thinking and our perspective, and that's what really transforms the rest of our lives. This is what Fast From Wrong Thinking is all about. For the next 40 days, we are fasting from negative thoughts and we're replacing them with positive thoughts, thoughts from God's word. It's really a powerful journey. And if you have not gotten the email, if you've not signed up for it yet, you can do that today. It's free. It's easy. Just go to fashionwrongthinking.com, drop in your name and your email, and you'll get day one right away. And you'll start this journey with us. And every day we're going to be putting content out on the podcast. Uh, There'll be another episode coming later today. Excited for you to hear that as well. So stay subscribed. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do that now. And if you haven't gotten the email, go to fastwrongthinking.com. Let's jump into today's episode, all about change, all about breakthrough. We have thought backwards. Backward thinking is what I want to strongly encourage you to reverse today and to begin a reversal of backward thinking. Backward thinking is to be focused on what you don't have rather than to be focused on what you do have. When you focus on what you do have, it produces gratitude and thanks. When you focus on what you don't have, it produces fear and anxiety. It produces worry. It produces when you, when you focus on what you don't have, it produces complaining and negativity when you focus on what you don't have. So this widow in Second Kings, Chapter four, cries out her fa- her husband has just died. And the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha and said in verse one of Second Kings four, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? So when I talk to you about backward thinking, I'm trying to I mean, you want to use this scripture to illustrate backward thinking is I don't what I don't have. He is about to do a miracle in her life or really she's going to experience the breakthrough that she needs in her life. But how he walks her through it will give us some clues as to how we can experience breakthroughs in our lives through a discovery like he gave her. He helped her discover some things. He said, what do you have in your house? You see, she cried out to the prophet. But the prophet cried out back to her and said, what do you have in your house? He pointed her to her own house. He didn't point to heaven and say, let me try to talk to God about this. He didn't point over next door. He pointed her to her own house. What do you have in your house? You need a breakthrough. In other words, what you need doesn't start with what you don't have. What you need starts with what you do have. She needed to pay her creditors. She needed to pay her bills and she didn't know how she was going to do it. And he pointed her back to what she already had. Everything you need starts with what you have. Jesus needed to feed 5000 men, 5000 people, maybe 20,000 people. Jesus needed to feed thousands of people. And he said to his disciples, what do we have? What do we have? What do you guys got? And they started with the negatives. They said, we got nothing. Oh, but there's this little boy. He's got five loaves and two fish. Jesus said, that'll do. He takes five loaves and two fish and giving thanks for what he had 
created a miraculous multiplication of what they needed, giving thanks for what they had created a multiplication of what they needed, giving thanks for what he had created a multiplication to what he needed, giving thanks for what he had created a multiplication for what he needed, giving thanks for what you have will create multiplication for what you need, giving thanks to what for what you have will create a multiplication into what you need. Every breakthrough starts with the discovery of what you have. What do you have in the house? What do you have in the house? What do you have in the house? Uh, Your maidservant has nothing except this little jar of oil. Fine. Go get some empty vessels. Now we're talking about vessels today because we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Your body is the temple of God. What do you have in your house? Your body is God's house. Do you know that he chose to live inside of you? He could have lived. He could have he could have gone anywhere. He could have moved to Maui. But he chose to live in Yui and me. You get this like what do you have in your house? You have the Holy Spirit. You have a tongue. You have gifts. You have talents. He said, stir up the gifts that are in you. Stir them up. They're already in you. He says to her, what do you have in the house? Here's the point, gang. Everything that you need starts with what you already have and your attitude about what you already have. Like if you're thankful for what you already have, that's the secret to the multiplied breakthrough that you need. Every breakthrough begins with the discovery of what you have. So her solution, look, her problem was all about what she didn't have, but her solution was all about what she did have. Her problem was all about what she didn't have, but her solution was all about what she did have. So we have to shift our thinking. We have to shift our thinking. And when you shift your thinking from what you don't have to what you do have, now you have discovered what you have. That thing that you've discovered is now going to lead to your breakthrough. It's really simple, simpler than what people make it like. You say, I don't I don't have much. You got words. Well, words aren't much, really, because a lot of people have made a lot of money writing words on a page called a book. A lot of people have made a lot of money using words on television called movies or TV shows, I guess, whatever, you know, you get the point. Don't make me go through it. Figure it out. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like words are powerful. Words create a mood and destroy one. Oh, you gained some weight, honey. You just ruin the mood (laughs) with what words you don't think words have power. Try it. (laughs) Next time, gentlemen, your wife says, you know, how do you like my hair? You mm. (laughs) You better be careful, man. About to silence all your dreams and all your (laughs) hopes. (laughs) 
Well, do you like it blonde or do you like it brunette? Don't fall for that trick. Gang. Don't do it, please do yourself a favor. Don't answer. My point is words have power. And we don't realize it, so we don't even use them in the right way. But yet we're getting what we say without even realizing it. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. So guess what ends up happening? You end up with not enough. Why? Because they worked. Your words worked. It's not that they didn't work. It's that they did work. I don't have it. I don't have it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Guess what? It's working. That's why we need to change and realize, hey, what do you have in your house? You got words. What do you have in your house? You got a tongue. What do you have in your house? I got a jar of oil. Okay, I'll work with that. So he he gets her this breakthrough she's about to have starts with a shift in her thinking from what she doesn't have to what she does have. You want to break through this year, you want to break through this week, you want to break through this hour, you want to break through this lifetime, shift your focus from what you don't have to what you do have. Give thanks for what you do have, because the giving thanks for what you do have produces the multiplication of what you don't have. And then what did he do? He said, "Okay, that's all you got. That'll work. Go borrow some empty vessels from all your neighbors and don't just get a few. So so he tells her to shift her thinking. He gets her to shift her thinking. That produces a breakthrough. That's the step, a step towards the breakthrough. And then he gets her to elevate her expectations. Don't just get a few vessels. Get as many as you can. Don't just borrow a few. He says, do not get a few, get a bunch, like elevate your expectation. Man, look, I, I love the beginning of New Year's, but they really are meaningless if you don't change your thinking. A calendar change does not change your life, but a change of thought changes your life. Shift your thinking from what you don't have to what you do have and then elevate your expectation like, man, I am believing for more in my life this year than I've ever had before. And I'm elevating my expectation and I'm going to present God. I'm going to bring to God empty vessels. I'm going to bring him empty checkbooks, empty health, empty, empty everything. And he's going to fill it because as whatever you bring, expecting he will fill whatever you bring to him, expecting he will fill. By your standard of measure, it'll be measured to you. If you give cheerfully, if you give if you give abundantly, you are you are setting your expectations up high and God is going to give you an abundant harvest. Life is going to give you an abundant harvest. It's not even really God's not moving the harvest around life. He already spun it into existence. He already put seed time and harvest into existence. We put it into activation. Then you know what he said? I love this this next verse in verse four. I'm about to close. I'll be closing here. But you can't miss this here. So then he said, and when you get the vessels, go into your house with your with your kids and go into the room and shut the door behind you. Shut the door behind you and start pouring. We need to shut the door on some things in our lives. 
We need to shut the door on our past failures. We need to shut the door on our fears. We need to shut the door on our unbelief. We need to shut the door on our limited expectations. We need to shut the door on last year. We need to shut the door on our disappointments. We need to shut the door on our anxieties and our worries. We need to shut the door on what's behind us. We need to shut the door on some people. Let me tell you, there are some people in your life you need to shut the door on. You got to look, Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm so excited about this, but it's exciting stuff, man. This ain't no religion. Jesus shut the door on some people. I'm not talking about sending them to hell. I'm talking about in Mark, chapter five, verse 40. Jesus goes into Jairus's house where his little daughter had died. And he says they began laughing at him. And know what he did? He put them all out. Look at that. He put them all out. He said, you and you're laughing and you're mocking and your negativity. Get the heaven out of here. <laughs> you almost tricked me there. You almost made me trip up. You and your mockery he wasn't laughing out of joy. They were laughing out of mocking him. They scorned at him, laughing at him, you know, not laughing with him. They're laughing at him, but putting them all out. He literally shut the door on him, goes into the room with the mother and the father and Peter, James and John and says, takes the girl by the hand and says, Talitha Kumai, little girl, I say to you, arise. And what happened? She gets up and she began to walk. She was 12 years old. A miracle happened. How would the breakthrough happen? He had to shut the door on some things. He had to shut the door on some people. He had to shut the door. Listen, you think it doesn't matter who you associate with? It matters. You need to hang with people that are going up, not down, that are talking good, not bad, that are full of optimism and faith and positivity, not negativity and anxiety, fear and worry and unbelief. No, no, no. And, and critical, offended people. Look, you got to shut the door on them being offended. You got to shut the door on offended people. Look, I can help you get to church, get get your get open up your life to God's word. But don't look, don't bring your don't bring your offense to me because a root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and defiles many. Oh, I can handle their 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 negativity. That's because you're already in a negative state of mind. I can handle the negativity. Yeah, you you gave birth to it. Maybe you can't. We're not designed like that. We're not designed to handle negativity. Our bodies aren't even designed to be angry for long. The Bible says Jesus said or Paul says using, you know, by the spirit of God in Ephesians chapter four, he said, don't go to bed angry. He said, don't let the sun go down on your anger. You know what he's saying? He's saying the human body and the human mind and the human soul is not designed to carry anger into the next day. So don't let the sun go down on your anger. Deal with it before the sun goes down, because you're not wired to carry it the next day. It just begins to compound and hardens your heart and makes you a negative person. Man, when we get a hold of this. Shut the door on some stuff, shut the door on some on, on the DNA of your past, shut the door on who the world says you are, shut the door on on racial differences, shut the door on economic differences, shut the door on political differences. Like we got some people that are haters and we're not haters, we're lovers. Look, I don't care what your politics are. 
as long as you love the other the other party, the people. You don't have to love the policies, but don't associate people and say, well, because you're a Democrat, you're this because you're a Republican, you're this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We're lovers. We're lovers. We're lovers. We're not haters. We're lovers. We're not haters. We have to stop all that negativity. Shut the door on that stuff. Like you can believe what you want, vote for what you want, vote who what you want, but don't be negative towards people that disagree. Boy, it's just simple. It's like it's like courtesy. It's like manners. We seem to lost those. Let's shut the door on negativity. Let's shut the door on being offended. Let's shut the door on I'm right and you're wrong. And that's the end of that. Shut the door on that arrogance, that pride, that self-righteousness. You shut the door on some things. And she he said, shut the door and start pouring into the empty vessels. Let me encourage you as we close today. Elisha told this woman, start pouring what you have into empty vessels. A vessel represents a human life. And if I'm telling you, you want a breakthrough in your life this year, start doing for others, start pouring into others, start winning souls, start serving and volunteering in church. You're like, I don't have time. But you see, you don't have oil. You don't have enough oil. You got you got all you got is a jar of oil. You need it multiplied. You know, when it starts multiplying, when you start giving it away, when you start pouring it into others. And he he said, start pouring into the vessels. And as she did, the oil didn't run out. It did. In fact, the vessels ran out before the oil did. The oil kept pouring until she didn't have any more vessels. We got to stop being self-centered and we got to be willing to step out this year and volunteer and give of ourselves and and be not just hearers of the word, but doers also by giving what has been given to us. Give it away. A bell is not a bell unless you ring it. A song is not a song unless you sing it. Love is not put in your heart just to stay. Love is not love till you give it away. If we could live like that, you will experience breakthrough. So what are we walking away with today? We're walking away with a shift in our thinking from what we don't have to what we have. We're walking away today with elevated expectation. We're walking away today, shutting the door on some things. We're walking away today knowing that as we give, as we serve, as we volunteer, as we help, as we share, as we take what we have and give and see our lives as givers, take of the treasure that's inside of us and give it. You have a word of encouragement to somebody. You have a prayer you could pray for somebody. You have you have a a, a song you can sing, sing it. You got a a word of encouragement you can bring, bring it. You've got you've got um, a gift you can give, bring it. You know, if all you got is the you're the little drummer boy, you got no gift to bring parumpa pum pum, like just play it, you know, (laughs) give what you got. It'll multiply. It'll multiply. Be generous this year. It'll multiply. 
Start being a tither this year. It'll multiply. Start being a giver this year. It'll multiply. Start volunteering this year. Time will multiply. Whatever you give is going to multiply. If that's time, we're not saying, oh, our precious time. We're saying we sow our time and we're going to get multiplied time back. How? Because God can turn stuff around without you seeing it. He can do stuff in the future. When you get there, it it only takes an hour instead of three days. It only takes a couple minutes. He can turn around in one moment thing that you got yourself into for years. He can turn it around in a moment. That's how good God is. So don't be afraid to give. Don't be afraid to share. Don't be afraid to volunteer. Don't be afraid to give of your time, your talents, your money, because as you give what you do have, as you discover what you do have, you give what you do have. You start pouring it, start harnessing it. It starts multiplying into what you don't have.